0: This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix. Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And on today's episode, we are going to recap the disaster that was the Thursday night football game Panthers versus Bucks. Uh, started out horribly with a weather delay and yeah. a terrible camera angle on the broadcast. So of course, I heard. You wouldn't know that because you were there. Yeah. How was that experience?
1: Very depressing. Very depressing.
0: Yeah. Um, let's get right into it. Yeah. Cam is not right.
1: No, I. He looks awful out there. Like he's missing open passes. He looks scared to run. It looks like he lost the funness of the game. Like I remember a few years ago, he would in 2015 he would break off a 10, 15 yard run, get popped by a linebacker, pop up, smile at him, and do the first down dance. This year he seems lethargic like he,
0: yeah he does not seem to be enjoying himself at all. They keep telling us he's healthy his shoulders fine don't worry about the foot it's fine. well that's a little insulting because obviously something is wrong with him yeah he is not a hundred percent and I don't know if it's a mental thing you know with not wanting to hurt his shoulder again or worrying about that foot. Or if it actually is a physical thing where the foot is, you know, I I did see a play last night where he scrambled
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: sort of ran out of bounds and uh, ended up throwing the ball just as he was going out of bounds, so he didn't lose any yards, but he kind of hopped up and down on the sidelines a little bit, like that foot was not feeling very good, and that was very early in the game, it was like first drive of the game for us, and... That told me right there that he that foot is not right. Even though they keep telling us that foot is fine, that foot is not fine.
1: Well, either way, he needs to he needs to be more accurate when he's throwing the ball than if he can't run. Otherwise, he's not gonna lead us to where we need to be as the playoff for his career, for Ron's career, for this whole team's season.
0: Yeah, and that's that's something that Cam, you know, the running has always gotten Cam going. Yes, uh, we've always said that. You know, any game where he starts off a little slow, we're like, all right, he needs to run. He He... needs a six-yard run up the middle, a first down run, something like that, to get him going. Yep. And they're either not letting him do that, or he's not letting himself do that. Rivera says the plays are his. If he wants to run, he can run. If he wants to throw deep, he can throw deep. But, I don't know, some of the play calls, like, I mean, we'll get to it, but... Well, let's just get right to it. That that last play last night where they could have essentially won the game, right, with the first down. I mean, yeah. you, then you have four plays to get one yard. If you get that first down, you're probably going to win the game. That's, that's a Cam QB sneak every time. Tom and Brady works. even runs that. Right.
1: I mean, that's not a question of, oh, you know, is he hurt or not? Every quarterback in the league does that play.
0: Right, exactly. And if Cam can't do that play... Then he's a liability. Yeah. And I'm sorry, even even if he was completing 60% of his passes, if that's not a play that he's comfortable doing, then this isn't going to work this season. Yeah. Here, let me read a stat to you. So, since 2015, Cam has run the ball with between 1 and 3 yards to gain to get a first down 101 times. He's, com- he's converted 83% of those attempts. Yeah. With 17 touchdowns. Great Great short yardage back. Why don't you let the guy do that? Okay, I've got my him. only my only
1: answer to that would be he doesn't feel like he can. This brings up a set I heard. He has five rushes this year, total yards negative two, yeah, and two fumbles.
0: That's not Cam.
1: That no, that's it's not, not Cam, Cam Newton. And if it's the current Cam Newton that's going to be going forward, it's not good enough. No,
0: it's not good enough. not we love Cam. I, I, Yeah. I've defended Cam on this podcast many times. We've de- both defended Cam in real life many times. Yep. But if Cam isn't going to be Cam anymore, then he's not the quarterback no. that's going to be able to lead this team anywhere. He,
1: he was missing wide open receivers that were would have gotten first downs on third down just constantly. He he missed like, I can think of three or four off the top of my head and last weren't, night.
0: And these weren't deep passes. No. Not all of them. I mean a lot of them were just 10 yards down the field. And, and it, he threw them into the dirt or threw them over their head. And that's something Cam's done in the past. He's he's airmailed balls before. We Cam's never been the most accurate quarterback. No. But he's under 50% this game. And that's that's last year Cam. That's that's end of last year Cam.
1: I'm wondering I I don't want to say this too loudly and everything, but I heard him talk earlier this week about how the injuries and the rehabbing was getting, you know, getting to him. And it's like, I'm constantly hurt. I'm wondering if he was feeling the same way Andrew Luck was. And he just didn't want He's He still has that mentality, I'm going to go, but as a trooper, but his heart's not in it. His body, obviously his body's not in it. But like, he doesn't have that go ahead to move on.
0: And if that's the case then we may be starting Will Greer or Kyle Allen next week. He he mentioned last night that he had some soul-searching to do. Yeah. And that immediately made me think of Andrew Luck. Yeah, me too. Immediately.
1: I, I can't bash a guy for, for feeling constantly hurt and con- feeling constantly beat down. And this has probably been the past few years, his worst experience in football his whole life who he probably lifestyle wise he considers himself a football player, a football player. If he can't do that one thing, he might be depressed too. Well, do we
0: need to blame the coaching staff more because if Cam's not good, if Cam's not Cam, then should Cam be out there? Or or should they let him take a few games off to get that foot healthy?
1: You know, get... I don't think you can now. <clears throat> I down zero and two. I mean, we're staring it down at the barrel of a gun with a twelve percent chance of making the playoffs.
0: Well, that's the question: is do you just keep rolling Cam out there, knowing that he's not right, or do you try to salvage the season by putting a quarterback that out there that is healthy, even though, of course, at their best, Cam is, you know three times the quarterback that Kyle Allen is. But right now, Kyle Allen might be better than what Cam currently
1: is. I don't know if you could see, even say that, though. Even if Cam goes out there with a broken leg. I mean, look what they did in the preseason. They look like hot garbage. I they, was screaming for them to bring in a veteran, and they never did. So at this point, so writer, I feel like they went ride or die with Cam.
0: Uh, well, and you can't blame Rivera for doing that, really, because Cam's his guy. Yeah, and if Cam, if Ron's gonna lose his job, it's gonna be with putting Cam out there. And I guess that's what's gonna happen if he keep, continues to put Cam out there. Yeah. You know, do you want Cam to go out there every day and we go three and thirteen and we have a shot at that number one pick, or do you want to put Kyle Allen out there, who, I mean, even though he looked bad in the preseason, he did look good at the end of last year. And maybe getting in with the ones and getting into the flow of the offense, he's got a little more opportunity yeah. to look better and maybe you go seven and nine? I mean
1: I mean DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Greg Olson, they're a way lot better players, receivers <laughs> than what he was throwing to in the preseason. Um the problem is the O line's not much better. Daryl Williams is out there just letting Barnett like devour Cam Newton all game.
0: Yeah, Moten and Williams looked bad last night. Moten kept getting penalties and let a couple of guys just go right past him, and then Williams was a turnstile. Williams looked like doing his best Matt Khalil impression
1: last night. I I was thinking Mike Rimmers, but yeah, one of those two.
0: Neither one of them is a compliment. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You did mention Olsen. He had good stats. Yeah. Six for 110. Uh, he doesn't look like Greg Olson. I mean, the fact that he still was able to get that stat line is just a testament to how good he is. But there were a couple of passes, a couple of opportunities for him to make a catch that he just physically was not able to get up in the air. And he's do. not
1: an elite tight end anymore. Right. He's, he's he's a good tight end. I'm not saying anything ba- bad, but he's not an elite tight end top three in the league anymore. He's probably around 10. 10 yeah. to 12.
0: Which, again, testament to just how good he actually is Yeah, uh, to be able to get six catches for 10 yards on nine targets. DJ Moore, nine for 89 on 14 targets. And then Curtis Samuel, four for 82, four catches on 12 targets for Curtis Samuel. Only had four targets last week, so that's... Obviously, he likes to see more targets, but a lot of those passes were nowhere near him. Were uncatchable for him. Uh, Also, DJ, uh, I'm sorry, Curtis Samuel. A pretty obvious pass interference last night in the fourth quarter that was not called. uh, That really could have, were were it called,
1: ended our game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's one play with Curtis Samuel himself. He busted. It was, I think, a third down. He had one-on-one coverage with no safety help, and I was like, "Oh, Curtis needs to go deep here." He did a little juke. He he broke the cornerback's ankle, and he was like five d- guy, yards deep past his guy. All Cam had to do was lay it up somewhere in his vicinity. He would have had a he would have had possibly a touchdown if it was on the money. Mm-hmm. He threw it in the dirt t- towards uh, Jarius Wright. There he were- didn't even look his way, and I was like, when they lined up. I pointed that out. I was that is the that's who you need to watch right here because this is a great matchup.
0: They pointed out on the broadcast several times that our DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel both were getting one on one coverage. Yeah. And both of those guys can beat one on one coverage. Yep. Cam wasn't able to get the ball to him. There was a play where Barrett I think it was a fourth down play. Barrett just came completely untouched.
1: Yeah, why would you want to block a pass rusher?
0: Right at Cam, Curtis had everybody beat. Cam just either didn't have the time, definitely doesn't have the arm strength to get it to where it needed to go, and he just threw it to the left, and, uh, you know, Curtis tried to get there, couldn't, but I guess that counts as a target. I don't know, but um, that's rough.
1: Now, I do want to put out this stat. I know we're being very negative right now. I'm, you know well we're 0-2 and,
0: and we just lost to a bad team Yeah,
1: the last time we went 0-2 was 2013 we ended 12-4 won the NFC South there is hope it's just not looking good and you know this future is really up in the air with this franchise
0: and I think that's that's where my negativity comes from right now is it feels like the end of something I agree. Something that was really good for Panthers fans often. Mm-hmm. You know, we went to a Super Bowl. We won several division titles under Rivera and with Cam. And this start it's starting to feel like the end.
1: Yeah, the funeral procession of Cam and Ron. I think Cam will be here next year. He's still under contract, but I
0: I don't know. I, I, I he I think if Cam has a bad season or Particularly if if he continues like this. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they bring him back. I don't know that he wants to be back.
1: Yeah. I I mean, like I said, the way he was talking, it sounds like he is just mentally and physically drained.
0: And who, who can blame him, really? I mean, he's just like Andrew Luck. He's gone through shoulder surgeries, multiple so- shoulder surgeries. This guy has been beaten up. Since he came into the league, yeah. more than any other quarterback. So, and he, but he's been a superhuman. He's been, you know, just this massive figure that you think nothing can hurt him because he never missed games, you know. And he always would come back the next game just as good as he was the previous game. But he's 30 years old now. That's nine, eight, eight years of getting just destroyed every game, and it's... Seems like it's taken its toll.
1: Yeah. And I just want to do a quick research what it would cost and what would happen if we cut him. Uh, he would only count $2 million against a dead cap if we cut him next season. Yeah. Uh,
0: and it's crazy to even talk about yeah, no, cutting no, Especially at
1: the beginning of this uh, podcast, at the beginning that we started here, we were talking about he was a possible MVP candidate, him and Christian McCaffrey, if, you know, everything went right. Well, it looks like things didn't go right. Things aren't going right. And,
0: you know, I feel like there's going to be some hypocrite calls because of how staunchly, you know, particularly me, defended Cam early in this podcast, you know, calling him an elite quarterback. But I did make sure to say what made him elite was the running. You know, he's not a glorified running back. But what makes him a good passer is the running. It makes the defense play differently against him. It gets him going. You know, when he makes a first down, that blood's pumping. He's ready to go. He becomes a better quarterback. He
1: really does. And it's so strange that he, I haven't seen that this year. And I, Like I said, I haven't seen him. He always looked like a kid on a playground playing football out there. Like he just was enjoying it, goofing on. I don't see that right now.
0: And the only real explanation that I can think of is that he's not healthy. He's just not healthy. And whether that's mental, physical, or both, and I have a feeling it's both. He's just not he's not Cam Newton
1: anymore. No. He's not. Uh I mean maybe he can write maybe Ron and him can write the ship. Like I said, it's not it's only two games in.
0: So Yeah, but these I th- I feel like these two games have been really telling as to where Cam is right now and something big has to change for us to look better next week against Arizona. I don't know what that's going to be. I don't know what, what's going to change. You know, we're, we're 25% through our home schedule already and we've lost both of those games. And one of those games, both of those games were very winnable.
1: Yeah. It felt like last year. Do you remember towards the end of the season where we are still in it? Mm-hmm. Granted, Cam can actually throw the ball longer than 10 yards this year. But we we're in the game. You know, you had a little bit of hope, and then they just kind of fell flat. And same way here. There's no reason we should have kicked three field goals and then put it up to a fourth and a half a yard play. That was We're a better roster than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh,
0: by far. Yeah.
1: But we got out-coached, out-played, and out-hustled out there.
0: Yeah. And I don't know.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know what to say. I feel like we bashed Cam enough. But um, it, it did seem like the defense got better as the game went on. Yeah. So I, I would say defense is, is something positive we can look at from this. I mean, Chris Godwin destroyed us.
1: Dante Jackson, for all his chirping, he needs to get his ass in the film room.
0: Yeah, he he doesn't. He
1: did not look good last night. Um, I I saw him just get beat <clears throat> constantly, and not even like there's certain catches that you watch them make and you're like, he had good coverage. It was just a great play and great Bradbury catch. last yeah. night. Couple Exa-
0: couple on Evans where he was there, but Evans is just a freak
1: yeah i saw another one with luke keekley like came and break got mm-hmm. caught it luke was right there he swiped at it but Brake just held on just to made it. it it was a good yeah. good defense you just can't really argue they're paid to catch the ball
0: right but jackson there were there was a little bit of lack of effort almost it looked like out there i yeah. I, I feel like he's one of those guys where if things are going good he is gonna play great yeah and if things are not going well He's a, he feels like a guy that kind of lets off a little bit. Yeah.
1: Maybe he should have worried about more about actually playing football than running the 40-yard dash. Game. Well, you could
0: say, I mean, I don't want to uh, get into that's, that. That's, because that's you just could, a you lot. Could say but that he always about,
1: talks about being fast instead of talking about being in great corner.
0: Well, and you wonder, does he rely a little too much on his speed? And now that he's in the NFL, well, everybody's fast in the NFL. Okay? You might be a little faster, but it's not enough to make up
1: for not trying or not putting in that effort, that work. Well, I mean, look at the opposite side of the ball. Curtis Samuel. He was always fast. Mm -hmm. He actually ran a faster 40 time than Dante Jackson did at the combine. But the biggest thing that came out of training camp was he improved his route so much over the offseason. That's all he worked Mm. on and stuff. Meanwhile, you don't hear that about Dante last offseason.
0: Right. I, I don't know. Um I feel like he's still young, and, you know, Josh Norman was sort of that way in his first couple of seasons where he just didn't really seem to get it. Mm -hmm. Rivera benched him a couple of times. That may be in Dante's future. I don't know. I think Rivera at this point knows he's coaching for his job, and he's going to have to make sure his best players are out there. Yeah. But Dante's going to have to prove that he's one of those best players.
1: Stay up to date with the latest in Major League Baseball with the End of
0: the Shift Baseball Podcast. Are you tired of the same old way baseball writers complain about the new changes in the game? Well, this is not the show for you. The End of the Shift Podcast with a modern take on what makes baseball great. And the ball will be hit into the shift. They get an out. It's only because of that shift. And they do! And that's why you follow the numbers. Join co-hosts Max Gross and Kyle MacRavey for weekly updates every Sunday night, or find us on Twitter at IntoTheShiftPod. It's the IntoTheShift Baseball Podcast. Let's talk about let's talk about the officiating crew for a few minutes.
1: I it, can't, see. Okay, this is where I'm going to have to really lean on you because yeah. at the game it's really hard to see reviews and everything to kind of see everything. So take well, it away. Okay. Um,
0: This was maybe the worst officiated game I've ever seen from a Panthers in a Panthers game. They blew calls. They took forever to make calls. Yeah. Even obvious calls. And you had Dean Blandino in the the booth. There were times that he had no idea what was going on. He was at a loss for words. He's I don't know why that's not a penalty. Uh, It is a penalty. (laughs) It's wrong. They're calling it wrong. Uh, when they would huddle up after every flag thrown it seemed like for minutes at a time, Dean Landino's like, this is pretty obvious. The ball is in the air. He hit the receiver. That's pass interference. And the ball was in the air. He grabbed the face mask. That's you know, that's a personal foul yeah. while the ball is in the air. That's fifteen yards after the play. Why aren't they getting it? And eventually they would get there most of the time. But there was also a couple, particularly two plays that they just got wrong. One was early in the game when Cam rushed on that fourth one. Oh fourth yeah. One. It was clear in the stadium too. He reached I mean he reached over the line. Yeah. And, and he never touched tu-
1: his knee never touched until the ball hit the ground.
0: So I think you don't you wouldn't know this because you were there, but there were only like two cameras working at that time for Fox. Because for some reason, Fox employees have a higher standard of safety than NFL players. And Fox would not let their employees go out and run the cameras.
1: It, wait, they said that on the broadcast? Yes.
0: They said that it was Wait, a why am I
1: sitting in the stands if...
0: that's the, That's my question, okay? <laughs> the game was going on, but Fox would not let their camera operators go out and run the 21 cameras that are normally there. So, the referees, they use these cameras for their uh replay reviews. And the only camera view that was available was the spider cam.
1: How how do we have 70,000 fans in the stadium but NFL or Fox won't let their cameramen out there? Well,
0: not only that. And that is a great point. Not only that though. Fox not having their camera operators out there affects the game. It affected the replay review.
1: This isn't high school where you only have one or two cameras. This is the NFL, a billion-dollar corporation.
0: So either Fox needs to reevaluate and just use the NFL's safety standards for their own camera operators, which doesn't seem like a bad idea to me, or the game should have been delayed until it was safe for everyone, including the camera operators, to go out there. Now, if it was just the broadcast, okay, I can understand that. They're using those cameras
1: for replay reviews. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. Like I said, I don't know how they did not overturn it because even in the stadium, it looked pretty clear. It looked clear
0: on the on the one camera replay that we had as well. But I think because it was that overhead view, you couldn't say with 1,000% certainty that his, that knee, his knee wasn't down. Oh. Even though it looked like it, you just couldn't... I guess they couldn't without a doubt say it, which is their standard for replay review, is that you know, clear and obvious. And it wasn't clear and obvious because of that camera issue. The the next play that seemed to be pretty obvious was that pass interference. We've kind of already talked about it towards the end of the game where
1: mm-hmm.
0: obviously something was you know, Curtis Samuel was hit.
1: And threw off the his route. Yeah,
0: way past five yards down the field. And didn't catch the ball as a result, Dean Blandino was saying this is pretty obvious. The only question was whether the ball was in the air when he got hit. It didn't look like it was, but Blandino said if it was me down there, I would call this because this is a foul. And even though it might be illegal defense or, you know, whether disrupting the runner in his like, pass route. Mm-hmm. Illegal contact. Illegal contact they that's not reviewable okay all these things are reviewable when you're reviewing uh, you know a play that particular one was not so they couldn't call it but blandino was saying if it was me down there I'm calling the pass interference because it was obvious that a foul was committed yeah and the difference with, between yardage of those two is not that much so I'm calling that foul because it, a
1: foul was committed yeah i mean there was definitely a foul committed there
0: and I think these, I don't know why you would put you know, a D-level officiating crew out here on a primetime game, but it seems like that's what they did. The officiating was terrible. And I think, I'm not blaming our loss on the officiating, but no. we got dinged worse than the Bucks got dinged by this bad officiating crew. Yeah. And there's no doubt about it.
1: Yeah, let's not go on record at all saying that this game was caused by the refs. This game was caused by the Panthers, their roster, their coaching staff. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. But uh, it's it's hard to win a game when you're playing against the refs and you're playing against the
1: Bucs. Another really sad bring-up is we dropped Terry Godwin, picked up Ray-Ray McLeod to return punts and kicks, and that guy literally dropped two. I mean, the first two. Yeah, and that could have, luckily we jumped on him back. But that could have, this game could have been a lot worse with him not getting on those. We
0: could have immediately been down, yeah. you know, ten nothing, fourteen nothing, through no fault of our own, other than Raymond McLeod not being able to catch. A I punt.
1: mean, we we already threw the ball fifty times to rushing nineteen, which, by the way, we should never do, even if the run is not going off well. Mm-hmm. It only takes one or two runs to get McCaffrey going, in my opinion. Right. In some small little screens, that some reason we didn't really run towards him, but whatever. They uh, tried a
0: couple of times, and the defense was just ready for it. They shut down McCaffrey. Yeah. They focused on McCaffrey, and they made Cam throw the ball.
1: Mm.
0: Which, <sighs> which is going to be something we're going to see more moving forward. Yeah. And that sucks for McCaffrey, and it's unfortunate for the Panthers.
1: Yeah. But back to Ray Ray McLeod. You, how do you justify that waiver pickup? He hasn't done anything. he had one good return this game. Yeah, he... he The stadium erupted as he caught it, because they were like, finally!
0: (laughs) Well, it was a nice return. It was like a 37-yard return, but... And it sort of did make up for those two muffs, only because we didn't lose them. Yeah. And you say, you know, we we bad-mouthed Dante Jackson earlier, but he was one of the ones that grabbed (laughs) that punt, that second punt that really was... If he wasn't there, that was a touchdown for the Bucs. Um. But, yeah, I mean, I agree. Uh, we should have kept Godwin. Well, Godwin's muffing punts as well in the preseason, so I don't know. Maybe there's just not a good punt returner out there.
1: Yeah, you would think that with all the money and talent out there in the world that they would be able to go get a punt returner.
0: Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, do you let DJ Moore go out there and return punts?
1: No, he has fumbling issues too. That's true. There's no answer for us. <laughs> I mean, Christian McCaffrey returned kickoffs and punt returns in college. Yeah. But do we want to risk the workhorse that he is? No.
0: No. Um, let's I'll tell you what. Let's talk about our heroes and zeros.
1: You want to jump into there's, your... plenty,
0: there's plenty of zeros. But I do want to talk about a hero. Okay. personal hero of mine.
1: Oh, yes. Here it goes.
0: Guy that... I've been on since training camp.
1: And would be on if he, he gave you a chance.
0: I mean, he's a nice looking guy. <laughs> Joey Sly, four for four, two 50 plus yard field goals, even had a magical bounce off the post for one of them. 100 um, percent of our offense. you know yeah. we had a, we had a safety, but 100 percent of our offense came from Joey Sly. And two of those kicks were long, you know, fifty plus yarders. He is he is my hero.
1: He'll be your hero, baby. (laughs) Um if all right, for my hero, there's not many out there. I'm not gonna lie, but it obviously has to come from the defensive side of the ball, as the offense really didn't do much. I'm going the mainstay, the guy who always does it right, Luke Kuechly. Right, 17 total tackles, uh, two and a half tackles for loss. One of those was a safety. He's always there. I kind of questioned how well he would fit in this 3-4 last week with the way he just didn't really shine. But he shined this week.
0: He did. And um, don't feel bad about that. I mean, it's I feel like you feel like it's a little easy to pick Luke Keekley He had yeah. 17 tackles. Yeah. I mean, I think an honorable mention hero goes to Greg Olson for really extending drives and just being out there when he obviously also isn't 100%, but just, you know, six for 110, that's that's top three tight end production, even though he's obviously not that guy anymore.
1: Agreed. Another guy I want to mention, even though he didn't do what I said in my bold predictions, Brian Burns got his first sack. He hit the quarterback a couple extra more times. Got three total tackles. I mean, he looked
0: good out there. He did look good. It felt like he wasn't out there a ton. Yeah. Uh, and maybe that's just because he wasn't making huge plays every time. I don't know, but I was looking for fifty-three out there a lot and didn't see him out there a lot.
1: It could also be the Rivera's scared to play rookies epidemic.
0: Yeah, you know Rivera is on the hot seat here.
1: Yeah. So are we going <laughs> to jump into Rivera's hot seat?
0: Uh, well, let's do our zeros first. Okay. Um, my zero is Cam. Yeah. Just because he's not he's not Cam Newton, at least not right now.
1: Not Cam from a couple years ago. Not not Cam that he's can win us a. Certainly super- not
0: Cam from 2015. No. And. If he is hurt, then he needs to come clean about it, and he needs to sit out until he's healthy.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, right but, now, it, it'll cost him his career, I don't think. I think if he doesn't sit himself out and call it if he If it. he
0: truly is hurt, then he needs to sit. Yeah. Um, and him playing right now is not going to win us games. So he doesn't need to think about that. He needs yeah. to think about his career, and if six weeks down the road he's – cam newton again well i'd rather go two and four in our first six games and then have cam newton come back in week seven fully cam newton and see what we can do with the, with the rest yeah, of the year that
1: makes sense uh my zero i mentioned his name already because i had a decent hopes this year for the offensive line but daryl williams looked awful out there just straight up awful yeah I, I personally wanted Moten on the left side and him on the right, but it doesn't matter. Neither played great. Daryl Williams got beat by a guy named Shaq Barnett. I'm not very familiar with him, but he had a hell of a game. Three sacks.
0: I thought... He became a superstar in this game. Yeah. He was the only one that sacked Cam. Yeah. Yeah. We we had three sacks as well uh, on our side of the ball. And I his, think Greg Little needs to be back. It's, he practiced fully all week. I don't know if he still is in concussion protocol or not.
1: I thought he was out, but he wasn't active this game. I mean, if he hasn't been able to really practice, because it was probably a short week. He, said he was fu- he practiced fully, they said. Yeah, but with what, one or two days? I, I mean, think it was three days, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. They didn't practice on Monday. No, they just claimed it, but they, it was probably like a sit-through, walk-through, because yeah. they played on Sunday. Well.
0: But per the injury report.
1: I, I want to throw this out there. Shaq Barnett. This is including the three sacks he got last night. Or on Thursday night. He has 18 career sacks. In six seasons. I mean, let's think about how how ridiculous it is. He just got three sacks against Daryl Williams.
0: So one-sixth of his sacks for his entire career came in this game.
1: Yep, against Daryl Williams.
0: Congratulations, Daryl Williams. Yeah, uh, we did do a little better against the run this game. They only had a hundred yards rushing, but and they had a low, you know, three point two yards per rush. So, but they did break a couple of long ones at opportune times.
1: Yeah, and they also every time they got two or like they would stop them at the line. I felt like their backs were still carrying our guys for two, three yards yeah. before they went down. Something I'm not used to are the Panthers' defense doing. They just, I don't and know it, what it is. And it, it could,
0: is. could still be this transition to the 3-4, but, you know, if that's the case, then what are we, I mean, how long is this going to take? Hmm. How long is it going to take for Cam to transition into a pocket passer where he's accurate? How long is it going to take this defense to He's comfortable 30, He's 31 three, years four?
1: old. I don't think we can... Well, he's 30 years old. 30 years old, sorry. He's not going to be able to magically become a pocket passer he's never going to be able to do it he's never going to be what donovan McNabb was where he became early in his career he would rush a lot and then towards you know year five he was a strictly pocket passer occasionally would run, scramble a little bit just in case he had to
0: well, i'm not going to say that he'll never be able to do it but if he's gonna do it he needs to do it quickly and if this whole season is shot because he's trying to transition into a pocket passer, which it really seems like he is, then I guess we just need to come to grips with that. Okay. That this season's.
1: Well, if this season's over.
0: I mean, it's only week two.
1: Well, yeah. I, I, agree. I hate
0: to say I hate to be one of those people.
1: We have Arizona next week and then Houston. I know Houston's going to be a really tough matchup, but I mean, you never know. We could go beat uh Arizona, maybe get our offense finally click in and sneak I feel one like out. that's it.
0: I feel like it's going to take all it takes is one game. Yeah. Let's be positive for a minute. If we go out and we whip Arizona, if we beat them,
1: let's not say whip, let's just go no, ahead and put
0: a, a W. I'm going real positive. If, okay. we, if we come out and we look really good mm-hmm. against Arizona, we put up 35 points. Cam hits 65% of his throws, and he even is able to run a little bit. That's going to be a huge momentum yeah. builder going into that Houston game, which is going to be a very tough game. But if we can win that Houston game, we're that, two and two. I feel like all is right with the world at that point. Yeah. We're gonna feel that podcast after that Houston game, if we win both of those games, is gonna be so much different than this podcast yeah. today.
1: I mean, I had them in the first quarter going two and two anyways, with the loss to As did the I. Rams and Houston. Houston. So But here's the thing, is we gotta win next week and we gotta win Houston. We've got to. It's now basically pooper get on off the pot.
0: Yeah, and this is this kind of felt like a must-win game today yeah. or last night, and we did not win it. Well, Arizona is a must-win game. We cannot start 0-3. again With two very winnable games and against the Rams that was it turned out to be a winnable game. Yeah, Going into Houston, which is a tough game. So we can't do it. We just can't do it. And if we're 0-3, then we need to start looking at other options. Yeah we honestly do
1: now speaking of other options i've been holding off trying to trying to bring this around ron Rivera's hot seat okay i'm gonna go ahead and bring it up at the beginning of the season on my stovetop i have 10 little grades one through 10 at the beginning of the season i thought his hot seat was six and a half it was playoffs or bust for him anyways
0: you could cook a soup
1: yeah yeah warm it up and everything Right now, at 0-2, and the way this offense looks, it's at an 8. Yeah. I don't... At 10, you're fired. I don't know if Tepper will hold on to him if he continues these losing ways till the end of the season or not. We've never had him, so I know Richardson would always fire at the end of the season, never mid-season firing, but...
0: To me, Tepper feels like a guy who will cut bait during the season if he feels like he has to. Hmm. He's a businessman... He knows a bad stock when he sees it and he's gonna dump it. Well and if that if I feel like if we if we go 0 and 4, 0 and 5, oh what's yeah. the point? What's the point of keeping Rivera around?
1: And at that point, because Rivera is calling the defense, which has looked good. Let's not not the defense too mm-hmm. much right now, which has looked pretty good. He's been calling it Eric Washington, if you remember the first half of the season, they looked awful with him calling it. So, because you would probably promote Norv Turner to head coach since he has the experience, right? I wouldn't assume that. Yep. And then you're going to have to trust Eric Washington. I don't know if he's kind of did that to solidify him at least till the end of the season.
0: Yeah, I don't really know what the point would be in firing Rivera if you're that if you're already zero 4 four zero and five, you're not going to get better in the middle of the season. I mean, Norv is running the offense anyway. Rivera has nothing to do with the offense, really. So really, all you'd be doing is downgrading the defense at that point. But it happens every year; yeah. coaches get fired every year. Rivera maybe has earned staying through the season, and if it was me, I would want him to stay around through the end of the season. But I don't—I don't know. Like, like you said, we don't know what Tepper is. We yeah. don't know what kind of owner he is in terms of firing coaches.
1: It's only week two, and I can't believe we're already talking about this. But I know. I mean that loss last night was devastating. I think the Rams lost. Everybody kind of okay. Yeah, they're a really well, good it, team. It felt like
0: a good loss. Yeah, because we were competitive against the Super Bowl representatives from the NFC the previous year, yeah. and there were some good things that we saw. This game, the 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 Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to go five and eleven. They're not a good team, and they beat us. Yeah, and they at home. At home on Thursday night in front of the entire country. And we look
1: lost. The whole team looked lost besides the defense or the offense looked lost out there. Yeah.
0: So, again, sorry this has been such a negative podcast, but...
1: Please step away from the ledge. <laughs> it's only a game. I had to wake myself up and remember that. It's only a game. Yeah.
0: Well. Uh, Torrey Smith retired yeah i mean yeah i guess yeah. that's panthers news sort of yeah he was uh, wasn't here very long but
1: also something else just came across the dashboard uh the dolphins have told minka fitzpatrick that he can go ahead and search for a trade he was her last minka
0: team. fitzpatrick
1: how do you say his name i thought it was minka uh,
0: I, I mean is that who it is yeah okay I thought you were talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick.
1: No, Minka Fitzpatrick, last year's first round pick. Defensive back. Like, they just drafted him last year. You gotta wonder about that tanking situation. Like, that's... Is the NFL gonna step in? Because this is getting bad.
0: I don't know what the NFL could do at this point. I mean... Yeah, Fitzpatrick was the 11th pick last year.
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously, someone's going to offer probably a first-round pick. I think he had a solid year last should, year too. Should we? Safety? I mean, no. Nah. We may we may need some draft capital to move up in the draft next year if need be.
0: He's a they're calling him a defensive back.
1: He's a free safety.
0: He would upgrade our at the he'd be an upgrade at the position for us.
1: I mean. I think Trey Boss and Eric Reed aren't doing bad back there. Like Eric Reed's already got a big contract, so that's true.
0: Eric Reed did not look very good last night either. All right, <clears throat> I don't really have anything else to say about this game.
1: No. Well, we will be back probably Monday to go over the rest of the NFL, and luckily we'll start on our regular schedule coming out on Mondays and Thursdays. Uh, If you like listening to podcasts, please let your friends know. I know this season hasn't started off the way we wanted to, but if you want, please continue to download us. Uh, Thank you for listening to the Meow Mix podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Meow Mix podcast or email any questions, comments, or fits of rage to meowmixmailbag at gmail.com. And hey, everybody. Keep pounding. (coughs) (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.